Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing awesome. I'm excited about this episode because I am introducing you to my friend Jackie Minsky. She is a celebrity publicist with a background in branding strategy and marketing. The other day, we were actually having a conversation and we started talking a lot about energy and intuition. And I said, Jackie, oh my gosh, you need to be on my show and talk about this stuff. Because when you're creating, you you need some good energy, right? You need to, to have that good energy out into the world. And so I thought it would make for an interesting conversation, which it did. It did. We got woo-woo. We got woo-woo in this episode, so beware. I don't know. You might not vibe with some of this stuff, but hey, you know, keep an open mind when you when you show up to this show. <laughs> uh, Jackie, she has an interesting background because she was a successful fashion stylist in New York and Los Angeles. That is her background. And I won't go into all of the details because she actually shares a lot about her journey right from the start. So you get to hear a little bit more about her and what brought her into the fashion world and um, then what happened after she became a mom and how she decided to shift her career into more marketing and branding and PR, which is what she does now. So I'm excited. She also has a podcast herself called Stupid Wise Girl, which is such a great name. And in 2020 was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine for top 20 podcasts. And guess what? She talks about how energy energy helped her get that spot on that list. So uh, it's a fun episode. I hope you enjoy it. Please enjoy this episode with Jackie. Jackie, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna, so we had an interesting conversation the other day and we were talking all about energy. And we got into this whole conversation. I said, oh my gosh, Jackie, you have to come on my podcast because this is so fun. I just could talk about it all day. But before we dig into everything, you have a really interesting path. I mean, everybody kind of has like, everyone has their story, right? And so, but you have this really interesting journey and background in marketing and and branding and strategy, but you came from the fashion industry. So can you just kind of give like a high level, who, who is Jackie? I love that. Well, well, Jackie is, (laughs) Jackie is a 32 year old from Jersey. No, I'm kidding. Um, But spiritually uh, my journey in this lifetime um, has been quite the ride. You know, I, I've been playing with energy and we'll get into this. I've been playing with energy since I was 16. Like, and I tell this story all the time when everyone was out partying, my dad had me on a curfew. So I was the teenager that at 15, 16, 17, 18, up until I was 19, I had to be home by 8 PM. Like there was no partying. You had to be home. Cause my dad knew like after 8 PM, that's when the fun starts. And he was like, not, not you. So while all my friends were partying, I had to entertain myself. So at the time, I think YouTube was just becoming a thing. 
you know, I was, I was a teenager, YouTube was kind of out. And I started to research Tony Robbins, Abraham Hicks, those were my top two at the time. And by the time I was 1920, I started to take energy very seriously. So I started to practice energy. So at the time, I really wanted to become a fashion stylist. So I said, okay, I'm going to say I am a fashion stylist, even though at the time I was not. But I was like, I'm going to say I am a fashion stylist. And I'm going to see how this works. So eventually, I became a sales associate in, in one boutique, then another boutique, you know, sales stuff. And eventually, I landed um, a position in Long Island at a very prestigious store, um, which they did have celebrities back and forth, um, very well known back in the day, uh, Singer 22. Um, I don't know if they're still around. I haven't checked um but at the time they at that specific time they were doing very well for themselves you know a lot of celebrities would shop there and I happened to land a position as a sales associate there and again I continued going into the store as not a sales associate I took it very seriously I am a fashion stylist right and one thing led to another synchronicity alignment I met a photographer that I was styling, just, you know, getting her a pair of jeans. And she really liked how I took it seriously. She could see that I wasn't treating her like, I'm trying to sell you a pair of jeans. She could feel that I was like really passionate about putting her outfit together, right? Which pa passion has to be behind anything we do. And she's like, what are you doing this weekend? And like, I was like, I don't know. She's like, well, I'm styling a photo shoot and I'd love for you to come pull some stuff. And I was like, okay. One thing led to another. Um, I went to the photo shoot. I met a different photographer who was assisting her with lights and cam um, cameras and lighting. He took me to his photo shoot. One thing led to another. I became a fashion stylist because I energetically said I am a fashion stylist for a year before that. And then I got the chance to work Project Runway in 2009, uh, intern at a modeling agency. And then in 2010, I did the first ever New York City Vogue runway show during Fashion Week. And um, I got to go see the movie Scatter My Ashes at Bergdorf at the Paris Theater, like the screening before it went live with like everyone from Bergdorf and like all these famous people in the industry. And I remember standing online before they let us into the theater and thinking, oh my God. And all I did was energetically come here before I came here. Like, and this is what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about. And we'll get into it. But I became a fashion stylist in the quantum field <laughs> before I became a fashion stylist in reality. And um, yeah, so it's been an interesting ride. That was kind of like my start before. And then I became a mom. And when you become a mom, you realize that industry is like too much, you know, too much partying, you know, sometimes um, too much, you know, during fashion week, we have to get there at 3am, believe it or not. Oh, wow. We have, we have to check in the models, we have to put them through hair and makeup. So we're there at very early hours, like during fashion week, anyone that works fashion week, you're there at like two, three in the morning till 5 6 p.m like it's a full day so when you're a mom or for me I mean some women still choose to be in the street for me alignment wise I wasn't aligned with the fashion industry so I love to network I love to be around people so I started to 
kind of figure out how to communicate with people, how to network with people. And then one thing led to another, I slowly started to learn each skill set and then put it all together. Oh my gosh. That's so, well, first of all, I love that you talk so much about how you put it out there in, into the universe, because like you talk, like you said, jo Dr. Joe Dispenza and, and Tony Robbins, and all of these people that talk about just, that's where I first learned about energy and what you put out, you attract. So if you're saying all of these things, you attract that into your life. And so I love that you did that. And then after you became a mom and kind of realized it was a different direction, you kind of now are in this interesting PR, marketing, branding, really serving and helping other people. So what kind of drew you to this industry? So when my mother passed away four years ago, um, you know, being a wife and a mom for that, I want to say before my, my mom passed away when my son was almost two. So when I got married, I kind of withdrew from being an entrepreneur. I was working, but it wasn't as, you know, much as I used to, you know, so got married, had my son lost my voice. And then my mom passed away. And I remember laying in bed and I, I couldn't figure out where that girl who knew how to manifest those big opportunities, fashion styling, doing all those grand things, I couldn't figure out. And I knew if I could do it once before, I can reconnect with that energy again, but I didn't know where to start. So I remember laying in bed and I, and I asked myself, I said, what now? Like, you know, what now? Where do I go now? And mind you, by the way, this is when um, my son's father abandoned us. So at the time I was living in my sister's house. I had no income at the time. I just got the shock of my life. My son's father abandoned us. My mother passes away eight months later. I wind up in my sister's house with no money, um, a baby, and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, where is the girl that knew how to play with energy? Where is she? What do I do? And something in this little voice told me, it said, start a podcast. Because at the time I was listening to podcasts, they were my help. And I was like, start a podcast. So I went on Amazon and I still have my first ever recording device. I, I bought like this little recorder and I'll never forget when it came, my whole family was like, what is she doing? And I was like, I'm starting a podcast. Now at the time I didn't have, you know, any equipment. I, I only had that little device. And because my son was home at the time, he wasn't even in daycare, believe it or not, the first few episodes of my podcast, I recorded in my sister's bathroom. <laughs> Talk about a humble beginning. <laughs> um, but because I didn't have money, I didn't have a team. I had to learn how to brand I had to take all my skill set from marketing that I knew in fashion and networking. I had to take that, commu that those communication skills and I had to figure out, okay, I have a podcast. Okay, now what? But how do I brand myself? How do I um, market this podcast? And the reason I think I'm effective or, or good at it is because I did it for myself first. Like I was my first, you know, trial like trial and error it was me like I didn't do it with you know a client and and risk not doing something for them it was me I was my own test dummy and within eight months of my podcast I got into entrepreneur magazine top 20 podcasts for 2020 within eight months also energetically uh we'll talk about that um I wrote down my list of goals and I wrote entrepreneur magazine and I didn't know how 
But because energetically I would show up week after week and keep recording. Now to anyone listening and when you start something, don't look at the numbers. Like when I first started, I had like 15 to 30 listeners per episode. And I could have been like, I could have stopped, right? If I did it for the numbers, I could have stopped right there. But that voice kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And within eight months, writing Entrepreneur Magazine, showing up energetically again, I did it again. And that's when I started tapping in more with manifestation again. And that's why I call myself the conscious publicist, because even with my clients now, when I'm trying to make a connection for my clients now, I still do it energetically first (laughs) before I make like, I'll be like, I want to manifest a big podcast or a big publication for a client, right? I will think of, okay, universe, how do I make this happen? And then with, when I release it, the universe will put someone in my path and I'm like, there it is. So that's why I call myself a conscious publicist now. And that's kind of how I brought all the energy, everything I've been through together. I love that so much, Jackie. It's you paint the picture of, I see you in your sister's bathroom recording this podcast. And I love that you listened to your voice. You listened to deep down. I think so many of us have this voice. Like I always, I mean, I'm very fortunate. I get to run a, a company where we talk about dreams every day. So I'm like, your dreams they are inside of you. There's a reason that they're there and you need to tap into them. And if they're there today and they were there a year ago and they were there two years ago, guess what? They're not going away. So you can choose to just kind of sit with them until they just keep gnawing at you and that's going to suck. Or you can actually do something about them. And I love that you're talking about the first thing you do is put that out there and see it. See it, believe it. You don't have to, you don't have to know how it's going to happen and you're going to attract those right, you're going to attract those right opportunities. I think a big challenge for people when they're creating anything, whether it's a podcast, a blog, a YouTube channel, a writing, whatever it is, I think a big challenge is looking at the numbers, right? Or looking at how many times do I have to do this? You know, how many times do I have to put up that blog or do that episode or whatever it is? So how can people get into the mindset that you did, which was, I just am going to do this because it's in my heart and it's a message I want to share and really stop focusing on the numbers because it can take years to get noticed. Yes and no. That's a belief. <laughs> Ooh, that's a belief. I knew as I was saying that I'm like, she's going to say something about energy. Yeah. Um, because look, I made entrepreneur within eight months, right? So it's a belief and it's not, not just a belief. Let me really carefully choose my words. It's not even a belief. It's your energy. Cause I can think that I'm going to make entrepreneur, but if I'm not energetically in my heart center, believing it, that it's just a belief. Mm. It's not an energy connection. Um, but the, I think always, and we hear this all the time, but it's really how the universe God source operates. What is your intention, right? Like if your intention are the numbers, yeah, it's going to take you years because the universe sees your intention. It's not like authentically the reason it's not authentically your purpose either. So you're prolonging yourself because you're not authentically doing something, but if you're doing it for all the right reasons and it's your passion and and it's something you feel called to do. Like for example, when I would see the numbers, I wasn't, 
I mean, of course, as a human, I had moments where I was discouraged, but the other part of me, you know, the one that's spiritual and, and purpose-driven, the other part of me was like, well, maybe that one, maybe just one person needs to hear my podcast, just one. Maybe there's someone sitting in their car, depressed, and maybe just that one person just needed to hear my podcast. That's it. That's all, that's all it takes is one person. Cause then that person goes to the next person and helps. So when you look at it like that, the universe says, Oh, you're really doing it for your purpose. You're really aligned with what you're doing. And then you get a sense of fulfillment because you're doing something you love and you're not looking at the numbers. You know, I'll be honest with you after a few episodes, I just stopped looking at my downloads. I just kept releasing them and whatever came, came because I wasn't looking at the numbers. You know, I, I was doing it for different reasons. I like that. Okay. How do you teach someone or, or for someone listening right now, that's saying, I say all the things I write my affirmations. I say things every day. I have my journal. I do all the things, but maybe they're just not feeling it to their core, to their gut. How do you release it so that you are putting out that energy, like truly, truly, because I feel like there's, I'm very visual. So I'm like, is there like a, like a faucet? Like, how do you turn it on? So you really get that sense that you feel that energy as opposed to just, I'm saying the things over and over and over. Cause I think a lot of us are taught, say the affirmations every day, write those things down in your journal and it'll like what they talk about in the secret, right? Like if I just sit here, things are just going to be attracted to me, but how do you get it to that core belief so that you're really truly putting out the energy you need to put out to create what you want to create in your life? Yeah. So this is what I do. Um, I, I, you know, I have clients and I teach them specifically this. And, and by the way, each person has a different block, has a different energy, has a different reason for why. So I'll try to give the best answer to sum it up, but you know, each person has their own conditioning, has their own thought process to why it's happening for them that specific way or why it's not happening for them. But ultimately it's, well, first of all, it's that it's, you know, it's that saying thoughts become things that in itself is already problematic for many reasons. When you're constantly thinking about something you want you're telling the universe you want it, therefore you're in the lack energy. So when you ask the universe for something, right? You ask and receive. So if you keep asking for it, there's no room to receive it. You're still asking, <laughs> right? Like if I ask you for a glass of water, I'm not gonna say, can you give me a glass of water? Can you give me a glass of water? Can you give me, can, can, I want a glass of water. I see you getting me a glass of water. Where's my glass of water, right? You're gonna be like, okay, like I, now I don't even wanna get you a glass of water because now you just annoyed me, right? It's the same thing with the universe. If you say and have an intention and have a desire and, 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 and have that knowing, then all you have to do is show up every day, feel good and not focus on the how, just take the aligned action without thinking about it. Because the more you think about it, the more you're doubting the universe. And I teach my clients this and anyone listening, this is so powerful. And I learned this as I was building my relationship with the universe, source, God. Anytime I would have a desire or want a manifestation, the second doubt would creep into my mind or the second I would think about the manifestation again, I would right away apologize to the universe. And I would say, I'm sorry for having that thought. I'm sorry that energy might have not belonged to me. I'm sorry I surrender to you again because I have to go back into the, I asked, I'm waiting to receive. I can't keep asking you. 
And that's really where the disconnect is in manifestation. People are still asking and they're looking around and it's been a week, it's been two weeks, it's been three weeks. Well, if you're not enjoying the process, which is just life itself, you're still in the ask. You're not in the receive mode. So that's the biggest disconnect that people really have with manifesting. There's so many, so many rules. So <laughs> with all of the clients that you work with, what is the biggest challenge that, you, that they come to you with? There's different ones, you know, some clients it's money, some it's love. I mean, everyone's manifesting different things, but ultimately it's, it's that itself. You know, I have one client who she was trying to manifest money. And I say trying was because her block was exactly that. Well, how am I going to get the money? Where's the money going to come from? Like, and I, and I have this thing amongst my clients. So they're probably going to, if they're listening, they're going to laugh. I call it the human Rubik's cube. When, when you, when we as humans take the logical mind, we have a manifestation, a desire, and now we're trying to figure out how it's supposed to happen to us. And it's like the universe, imagine the overseeing higher power, like you asked me and now you want to figure it out. Okay, so go for it, right? So this, this human Rubik's cube that we create in our logical mind is like, how, when, how am I going to do this? How do I get this money? And, and that becomes a block in itself because if you do not trust source God, the universe, and you want to figure it out on your own, yeah, it's going to become harder because you decided you want to do it on your own. If you are co-creating with the universe and you believe in the universe, you believe in the ask and you give room for the receive, you unblock it, right? You know, so it's, it's, and then there's, you know, one client I recently had, this was so funny. She had everything right. She was doing everything right. And she has a beautiful life, beautiful, great family, husband, everything. And for her, it was something simple as pausing in between moments. We don't do that either. Like if I go to this room, to that room, and energetically something happened in this room and I go to that room right away, I'm bringing that energy into that space, right? Like even if when I, when I get off this call with you or anyone, before I leave my chair, I accept the energy of the exchange I just had before I move to the next place. I'm intentional with my energy throughout the day. So for her, when she realized to be disciplined in her pauses, just in her tiny pauses, she realized how to pause and be intentional and disciplined with energy. And when we're programmed and conditioned, even in our behavior, that's how we respond and act to our spiritual relationship. If we can't pause and be intentional in, in between even movements, you know, and I told her Thanksgiving was coming up because I had her over Thanksgiving. And I said, if you feel overwhelmed at any point, go to the bathroom and just take a deep breath. And if you feel overwhelmed before you put that turkey on the table, take a deep breath. We have to check in with our energy. Like we know, you know, when we're overwhelmed or we're overworked, we can feel it. We can feel it. We just don't listen to it because we're the human Rubik's cube. <laughs> we decide that this is how it should be because that's how we've been conditioned to do it. So we think that's the way to do it. So there's many, many different blocks. Everyone is their own vessel. Everyone has their own life conditioning. Everyone has their own program. So it's, it's different, but the biggest disconnect is the ask and receive. Everyone's constantly in the ask. Mm. One of the things you just said, I immediately thought silence. 
like this idea of, I love that you, that you're inviting your clients to sit in the pause. And I think silence, there's so many answers in silence, yet so many people don't turn to silence for the answer. Why is that? Well, the truth is some people don't like what comes up in the silence. Like before we get to the peace, we're going to have to go through trauma, the internal war, the, the things that have hurt us. And those emotions are very intense. And anyone listening, they should be. Let's start there. Like everyone thinks that I'm supposed to meditate and I'm supposed to feel peaceful. And because I don't feel peaceful, I don't want to meditate. I want what comes up for me is someone broke my heart, someone maybe passed away, I lost my job. I mean, you name it, there are negative things that happen in life. So that's going to come up first in the silence. But all you have to do is feel those feelings, like deeply feel them, like feel the feelings. You want to cry, cry, just cry. And, and as you cry, and anyone listening, we all know what I'm about to say next. This is important. Anytime we're really crying, we all have that inner voice that still says it's going to be okay and we all hear it. So if we continue crying and sorting through that, you know, that trauma and that pain, eventually that voice is going to give us the next piece of information or the next healing tool. So go through the silence, go through the pain, because before you get to the peace, yeah, you're going to have some waves. And that's, oh, that's actually, you know, for me now, anytime something painful happens, I'm actually so curious to hear from Source God Universe that I actually go deeper into my feelings when it happens. Oh, I love that you do that. The Over the past year, I have definitely found myself allowing, not only allowing, craving silence, because I think I am like, like a lot of us, I listen to lots of podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I love consuming. I'm a consumer of information and content. And so easy to just jump on Instagram or check my email or whatever those pieces are. We can be so distracted all day long. And I think, I think it was the past year because actually the past year, like just being on clubhouse, right? Like I was finding myself kind of constantly going into rooms if I was like in the car or wherever, because you can always just be part of great conversations. And I would just crave coming home, sitting on my couch and just being still and just like allowing silence, just going for a walk and not taking my phone, just like letting me be still. And I think What's interesting is when we do that, or at least when I did that, I felt so much more at peace. I felt so much more calm and I still don't do it as much as I should. You know, I still don't do it as much as I should, but I love, I love the practice of trying, you know, like when people say to me, I can't meditate. I just laugh because I'm like, everybody can meditate in their own way but there's so resistance to just that sitting in silence. And, um, and I think you're right. I mean, just, it's, it's scary. What shows up for us in the silence can definitely be scary. I'm so curious for you as an intuitive. I, and I, I always ask a lot of people this, that, that are very intuitive. When you meet someone, do you immediately have like a very, like w everything is energy. We feel energy. We feel energy with people. Do you have like a sense of what's going on with them or like energetically how you're feeling towards them? Like, what does that feel like? I love this question. I love this question. 
So two things. So first, it depends on how open their energy field is to mine, right? Like sometimes I'll get someone and I can't read them because they came into it like they're some people are really in the 3d and when i say that some people don't even energetically know how to tap into their own energy field so sometimes if they're giving off that vibration i may not be able to pick up on it unless i really tune in which takes energy away from me to be honest um but if it's and, and i say this because if i like meet someone quickly i'm not really trying to tune in like the, to for me to tune into someone's energy field does take work right but yes have i had clients where the first session or the second session i'm trying to get through to them and i'm spending time with them face to face and i can't you know break through and then eventually by the third session i feel them expanding and i'm like whoa i could feel you now you're opening your energy field so when it comes to energy we have to understand that i have to intentionally want to go into your energy field and i have to see if you're open to it right um ultimately i can break through if i want to at this point i'm a very strong intuitive so um you know i can do it yeah so if you were to ask me like to 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 focus on someone and yeah i i can do it with a lot of intention oh my gosh how can can you teach people how to become more intuitive you have to trust yourself first. <laughs> mm. Once you learn how to trust yourself and your inner manifest, you know, when you're manifesting, you you get a intuition or a nudge and then it appears in your reality. You learn to trust yourself more and more. The more you trust yourself, the more when that inner voice is energetically telling you something about someone's energy, now you believe it because you have results, right? Like I can't come on this show or any show and be like this is how you do it, right? Because if you haven't learned to trust yourself at a certain level, you could be making up scenarios in your head about someone that are not true. Like they're not true, they're scenarios. But one thing I will say about being an intuitive, it's not logic. Like if I'm looking at someone and I'm judging them or I'm like, oh, this is what they do when they go home or that's not an intuitive, that's judgment. An intuitive feels energy from the heart center. Like, it, it, you know, for me, it's, from my belly, like my intuition is very like um, in my tummy. So I'll feel like uh, feelings and then they kind of go up, you know, to my heart center. So if, if you're thinking it's intuition and it's in your mind, again, think of the human Rubik's cube, like you're, you're logically thinking, you're not thinking from unconditional source, love, universe, um, power or intuition. You're thinking with your mind, your human, human mind. I do find it interesting how when you start noticing, like start noticing your own feelings and your own energy, like you, it, it just becomes so much nat more natural. If you would, 10 years ago, I was like, wait, this is all woo woo. This is like woo woo stuff. Like I didn't believe like any of this stuff, but, but over the years, I've really become so much more open to, to all this stuff because I mean, I have some friends that are very woo woo. Like we were, before we jumped on this call, we were talking about like past lives and like all of these different things. And some people are like, what is this? And what are you talking about? But it's so fascinating and it's such a different world. And so when I meet people that are very much in that world, I'm like, just tell me all the things that you know. <laughs> I'm here to tell you all the things. <laughs> 
here. <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't know how we, we, we want to get, but we were just talking before we jumped on the call about this whole past life and some people believe in past lives and future lives and all of this stuff and, and this whole concept of the past, present, the future being all at the same time. What are your, I mean, do you believe that we all have multiple, many, many lives? He, okay, so I was a skeptic before I did it. And I'll be completely honest, before I even went to do past life regression, the only reason I went was to prove to the hypnotherapist that she's out of her mind. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go and prove to her that she can't do it. Now, I want to say something to anyone listening, because it, I before I went to do my past life regression session, because I was going into it with this energy and I'm an intuitive, my intuition spoke to me and said, wait a minute, you have to go into this with an open mind. And I started to prepare my mind, expand my mind before I went to the session. And a lot of times when people do past life regression, they say it doesn't work. Well, if you think of ayahuasca or anything, which I haven't done, but I know people that have done any ceremony, that's a spiritual experience you want to prepare for. If you go into past life regression thinking you're just going to someone's office and you're not spiritually expanding your mind or, or telling yourself that I'm willing to expand my mind, you're already going into it in a logical mind. So you won't have the experience. So prepare yourself for past life regression also. Tell yourself I'm going into it and I'm open to what comes because it's still a spiritual experience. And I think that's why people can't connect sometimes with past life regression because it's like you want me you want me to believe that I'm going to be hypnotized and I'm going to have all these past life experiences well logically that sounds crazy yeah it does <laughs> spiritually spiritually and energetically if you tell your spirit and you ask your mind to expand for you before you'll have the experience I think a lot of people think when they hear hypnotherapy at least this is from this is what I get a lot of times I can't be hypnotized or I or they assume they have this vision that it's like when they go and see a show and they're making you bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken like that is what people believe like is hypnotherapy can you kind of describe what it is because I've I have gone I've definitely seen a hypnotherapist. I was very skeptical and it's an interesting process, but it doesn't feel the way that I think a lot of people believe that it's supposed to feel. Yes, exactly. When I, when, even when I, from my experience, when I went into it, I also thought it was going to be some grand experience where a literally past life movie would play. That's not what it is. I think that's what we think it is. And that's why we logically can't understand what's happening. And that's why I went into it with just be open to what comes. And luckily for me, my hypnotherapist told me, she goes, whatever you are seeing, tell me. She goes, do not listen to the conscious mind. Speak to me the whole time. Speak to me. And it's good that she told me that because what happened to me, and it happens to a lot of people, but a lot of people let the conscious mind during hypnotherapy take over and stop. Because I was already expanding my mind before the session, my subconscious was trying to get through to me. Now, what happened for me during hypnotherapy was I realized my conscious mind and my subconscious mind were arguing the whole time. <laughs> my subconscious mind is like, I have this information. I have this memory. And the conscious mind's like, are you crazy? What are you going to say? Are you going to say that out loud? And my subconscious was pushing through and pushing through. 
And there were things that I said to her. Now, anyone that knows me personally, this is this may sound silly, but I'm not good with like history. Like, I don't know when King Arthur was, you know, a king. I don't know the years. I don't know specific dates. However, in my session, I was able to tell her dates and names and things that she was writing down and experiences that I was able to then go and Google. And yeah, and That's so crazy. <laughs> Interestingly enough, because my subconscious and my conscious were fighting so much and it took so much out of my spirit and my subconscious mind, when I, when she snapped me out of it, I actually vomited because I had, you know, like, like an ayahuasca experience. I don't know. I had a very spiritual experience with past life regression that I actually purged some energy and, and she was like shocked. And I was like, I should have warned her. I'm, I don't know. I'm spiritual. She's spiritual. That was a bad mix. Or I was like really tapped in. I don't know. But, um, so I had a very intense past life regression session. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. How many lives did they, did she tell you, did you go through or did you see? I, th- I see it's weird because here's the thing like it's it's been a year I would say since I did it so I want to say three or four they weren't like too in depth she kept like trying to jump me from like you know from here to there like it was it was interesting but that's the thing if you're doing past like and, and here's what's interesting I want I really want to say this and thank thank you intuition for pointing this out during my past life regression session there was one moment where she's where she's like where are you and I was in a room and she said, is this your room? And my conscious mind, because it was like, just say yes, because <laughs> you see yourself in a room. So my conscious mind said yes. But then I paused. Remember that pause that we still do here consciously. I paused and I, I, and I kind of kept energy. And I, and I was energetically trying to tap into the vision too. And then I could feel that I was not in my room. So I corrected myself in past life regression. And I said, no, this is actually not my room. So your conscious mind in hypnotherapy will still, of course, try to take the lead as it always does. But if you can energetically with your intuition navigate through what you're visualizing or seeing or thinking, let your intuition guide you through your past life regression session as well. Because I think we go into it thinking it's a logical thing. And it's that it's is not anything we do spiritually is not logical. So even your past life regression session, there's nothing logical about going back into a different life. You have to feel energetically, spiritually with your intuition, that experience. Yeah. When I went and I went years ago and then, and then I actually just went again recently and I could feel what, when you were talking about your, your conscious mind or your sub, your subconscious mind kind of having that, that war, I, I felt that same way. And she told me that the the more you come, the more it's like your conscious mind is trying to help you be safe. And so it wants to like keep you where it knows it's safe. And then once you go once, if you go back again, your conscious mind can be like, it settles a little bit. Cause it's like, Oh, we've been here before we were safe. It's okay. But you still have to like allow your conscious, your subconscious mind to take over, which I think it's interesting because like you said, you, if you practice this stuff, if you practice meditation, if you practice sitting in silence and being still, and if you practice with this energy work, then I think when you go into a session like that, you're more open to allowing yourself to be in that state of hypnosis and that state of just kind of flow 
But it's interesting that you said that you did that because there was something that I said that I feel ever since I left her, I was like, I don't, that wasn't right. Like I saw this, I saw this girl and I was like, no, that's not it. Anyway, it was this whole thing. And I didn't feel, I, I still feel like I like this, the girl was my, was my daughter. And I was like, that's not my daughter, but I didn't say it at the time. I was just like, oh, like she was kind of guiding me. And I kind of was, she was like, oh, and then, and that's your daughter. And so I, I think that was just kind of, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's my daughter. But then I was like, immediately I was like, no, that's, that's interesting. She was telling you who was well, she got, it was like, she guided me into, um, I was in a room and she like assumed that it was my daughter's room. Cause I was like, oh, I'm in my house and it's this room and oh, it's a little, she shouldn't have done. Yeah. She, well, here's another thing about past life or any kind of experience. You, you have to understand you're always working with energy. And I say this to all my friends. If on the consultation call, you're not like spiritually drawn to your hypnotherapist, do not go because you're allowing them into your energy field. You, you know, it's, it's an, it's still them guiding you through your experience. Right. Plus um, I can only speak from my experience. My hypnotherapist wasn't telling me anything. Like she wasn't telling me that was anyone's room. I had to figure it out, which made it so intense for my memory or my subconscious memory or my spiritual memory, because I had no idea what I was even seeing. And I had to feel my way through what I was seeing. And all she asked was just tell me everything you're feeling, seeing, and I could write it down for you. So yeah, I, I I don't know about that. (laughs) If, if she was telling you that's, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. (laughs) She like, it was like, it was a whole, it was an, it was an interesting experience to say the least, but one that I was just, I was just open to exploring, right? I was just open to going and seeing what happened. And I was, yeah, it was interesting. So, all right, this is like, I'm going to turn, turn the tables a little bit before I let you go, but I'm curious to know of your, do you have any, well, two things, one, what is a creative pursuit? What is one creative project that you're really excited about right now in your life? Oh, I just had a meeting today about it. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I've, I've done branding, I've done PR, and I want to dabble a lot more with marketing. Um, I really noticed that I have a love for creating marketing campaigns. Like I love thinking of a campaign. So I want to say that whether it's influencer campaigns or product marketing campaigns, and I had a, I had a meeting today with a marketing company that I'm going to partner with. It's definitely more marketing campaigns. <laughs> I know that's like the weirdest thing to hear from someone who's intuitive, but <laughs> I love marketing campaigns also. Cause for me, I, I think, and I've thought about this. I'm like, how am I part-time teaching intuition and energy? And then Uh, you know, full-time in something so hustle, hustle, hustle. And I think it's because that's how I balance myself. You know, I have my human experience and then I can go back into my spiritual with my, so I guess why, but I love marketing campaigns. I I think it's a good challenge for my logic and it, and it balances my intuition and my logic. Oh, I like that. 
That's awesome because you are be, being an intuitive. I think that lends itself nicely when you have both of those components, when you're able to kind of be excited to look at the numbers, see the data, see what's working, what doesn't, but also being intuitive enough to be like, hey, how are we going to really tap into people's feelings and emotions and drive them to actually take action, which is what you do with marketing? You know, it's interesting you say that because sometimes I can feel if there will be a problem, just energy, you know, when you work with conscious people and, and you're conscious and then you bring it to business and I know you, you do this work also, you can energetically feel what's going on in the company before the problem even occurs. Like we can always spot it, especially intuitives. We can always spot it before it happens. We feel it coming. So I think that's another thing that probably works well with being in marketing, branding, PR, I can feel, is this a good fit? Is, is this person have the right intention for me? Do I have the right intention for the person, you know? And I say this a lot because PR is a very interesting world nowadays. Unfortunately for us that do organic media outreach, there is such a thing as paid media, which, you know, you could pay someone under the table and boom, you get an article. Um, however, when you are a con well I would like to think there's more than just one conscious publicist even though it's kind of like my nickname in the past when people would come to me and offer me you know money or this I had to ask myself am I ex is this exchange because they're giving me money or is this an exchange because I genuinely want to help them right so anyone money is also an energy like anyone listening money is an energy and that's why I always say do everything with the right intention authentically yourself because especially in PR or, you know, especially in this industry, it can be like, oh yeah, give me the money and I'll get you an article. Da, 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 da. And then you get them an article, but you're not their publicist. You just got them one article. That was it. And then you fall off earth, right? You can't do more media outreach. So I think that to be conscious and intuitive in business is even more important because there's an exchange of energy and the more authentic the energy is, the more money you can energetically receive because your your energy exchange is pure authentic and on a high frequency mm -hmm. yeah that's why women are so good at business women are, <laughs> yeah. women are so good Who um, <laughs> that's right world. uh sorry guys you guys are awesome um <laughs> so jackie i always ask my guests to leave some type of activity that, that the listeners can do in 10 minutes or less, something that's really easy. Uh, I would love for you to share something that you, normally I say that will kind of expand their creativity, which it will if energetically you put something out there, but I would love to hear you share an exercise or activity that someone can do in 10 minutes or less that helps them kind of tap into their energy field a little bit more and become more intuitive. Thank you for this question. This is powerful. So for everyone listening, I really want to challenge you to try this for 30 days and just see what happens and then contact us and let us know how it went. <laughs> um, so when people say journal, they forget to talk about the most important, you know, aspect of journaling. It's the energy while you're writing. So I learned this practice and this practice changed my life many years ago. Also, besides the, I am right. I am in itself is powerful. We know now imagine writing. I am grateful for like, that's your first sentence. And now write out your desires, the things you want, right? Like if you're someone who wants to make 20,000 a month, right? I am grateful that I make 20,000 a month. 
I am grateful that I have good health. I am grateful that I live in this beautiful mansion or I drive this beautiful, whatever. I I am grateful that I have the love of my life. Whatever it is that you want, I am grateful for and list your manifestations. Now, what that does and why that's important is because the first few times, the first few nights you write it, your energy is not connecting with it yet because you don't currently have it in your 3D reality. But over time, your frequency to that starts to change because you've been writing it so much that you're actually changing the frequency with the energy of what you're writing. So you're learning that there's no separation between you and the thing you want. The only separation is your energy towards it. So I would tell everyone to journal and write, I am grateful for, for at least 30 days and see what happens. Ooh, I love that. That is a great one. And, and it's a practice. It's a practice of getting into that energy field. I love it because as you're writing it, it's almost like when you're writing it, you should be feeling that sense of, I have it. It's joyful. I'm there. Like you kind of feel it. So, um, that's cool. I really like that. All right. So there you go. Jackie just gave you a challenge. You need to take her up on it. 30 days. And let's see if we transform some lives. I think I just started a manifestation challenge. (laughs) You totally did. You totally did. And we are here for it. Jackie, thank you so much for for coming on the show. I'm, I'm so glad that we became friends and I'm looking forward to getting to know you more. Me too. Me too. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. This episode got a little woo woo, (laughs) but Hey, you're still listening. So you must've enjoyed the woo woo, the woo woo of, of it all. So I'm glad that you're still listening. And I would love to hear from you. If you have ever seen a hypnotherapist, have you ever done past life regression or are you like, what? That is crazy. Or maybe you're just really into energy work and energy healing into what is that tapping and all of those other all those other things that kind of help with energy work but would love to hear your experience it's definitely something that I've like I said I've gotten more comfortable with over the past few years and it's just something to learn right it's just another topic and when you dive into it and you read things like Dr. Joe Dispenza and I mean there's a lot of different people that teach this stuff and when you read about it it it's just it's interesting it's interesting to learn about. And, and I hope that you do take Jackie up on her challenge, her 30 day journaling challenge, because it really will make a shift in your mindset and in your energy. So um, I'm so grateful for Jackie for coming on and grateful for you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you haven't yet left a review over on iTunes, please, please write a review. I would love to hear from you and what you enjoy about the show. Uh, I really enjoy doing the show and I am going to continue to bring interesting guests to hopefully help inspire your creativity, inspire your day. And like we talk about on the show, you know, creativity and how and why it matters in your business and in your life. And I'm grateful for you. What are you grateful for? journal about it. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, go create something.